It's time for Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair in West Reading. Got a question about your vehicle? Give us a call at 610-374-8800 or 888-401-0459. So let's get started with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. Here's Tom and Ashley. Well, hello, good evening, and welcome to Idle Talk. I am Ashley. And I am Tom. And we are here on 8.30 a.m. WEU. We are from King's Auto Repair, and we are Idle Talk. I'm ready. <laughs> Music. Done. Get rid of that. Thank you. <laughs> it's already going to be stuck in my head for like the next week. It it like goes away by like Wednesday, Wednesday, and then and then it, and then it starts in. again on Thursday. So, I'll be humming it all weekend. So thank you for joining us tonight. I am Ashley, and we have Tom here, and we are talking about cars. Uh, we can talk about anything you want to, just as long as it has to do with cars. We're taking your call, 610-374-8800-888-401-0459. And um, I don't know where... Thomas wants to start. Well, I believe you wrote this one, so. Well, I did. I wrote, uh, this is getting into, I guess we'll just jump right in, because I don't have mm -hmm. any funny stuff right now, so I wish um, I did, but well, I don't have I, any. I got some funny stuff. stuff. Okay. Uh, we, Dan and I went out and shot some video today. Yeah. For, um, so for some commercials, like online ones. Yeah. And uh, which Silly reminds stuff. me, I, I need to write some new ones for here, too. You know. We have sure. been saying it's that for months. Yes, well, indeed. Anyway. So we were out, and we were just out in the neighborhood just doing, I guess it would say, uh, guerrilla video, where you're just like, you show up somewhere, and you just start shooting video. Yeah. And this lady goes, she goes, oh, do you guys do video? And I said, and Dan goes, well, yeah, we're like jack of all trades, you know? We're just out running around the neighborhood. So, But the funny part was it was on uh, gas-saving stuff, like what to do and what not to do. Mm -hmm. And I was out doing the what not to do. For right. a gas savings video. Yes. So I'm out there like stabbing the gas and doing jackrabbit starts and, and really quick stops. And it was just killing my gas mileage. Yeah, but you, you know? only did it a couple times. So yeah. it should be funny video. Yeah, it should be funny. I, I did the cheese ball thing. Yeah. Tommy. I'm looking looking cheesy in it. Yeah. So that'll those will be out hopefully soon. Yeah, see soon. Him. Whatever. Thomas. So if you follow us on social media, you'll probably see them soon. Oh, that's right. Hey, we're live on Facebook, so go out to Facebook and uh, search for King's Auto Repair and like and follow, and you'll get uh, notifications when we go live, so you see your beautiful faces for radio, and then um, then uh, if you wanted to call in, we can call 610-374-8800, or if you didn't want to call in but you had a question, you can always type that into the chat bar as we're talking. We can try to um, answer that question on the fly. So, um, but I was, we had talked when we talked to the guys yesterday about this um, uh, lithium ion battery recycling. And I thought this was fascinating. And this is a little bit more than just the repurposing of the, of the batteries. It's actual um, recycling of the metal that's in the battery in themselves. So um, right now, currently, there's about 10 million electric vehicles out on the road. In another 10 years, there's going to be, they're projecting 200 million batteries. Um, so these That's a lot of batteries. That's a lot of batteries. So the batteries are expensive. And um, to be completely honest, the 
lithium is not the most important metal in the battery. There's also nickel, manganese, graphite, and cobalt. Um, now, most of these metals are uh, mined overseas in Australia, South America, and Africa, and they have terrible extraction methods, and the people that do the extraction are have deplorable working conditions. So it's definitely a situation where you think you're buying an electric car, but there still has a huge carbon footprint um, and um, personal personnel footprint if you will you know because of the tree yeah how and the it, I, have you ever seen any pictures of those mines over in Mm-mm. australia Mm-mm. they can see them from outer space really easily because they're, they're just a big just, giant they're crater. huge and i forget how far down they go they they are something they were like crazy deep yeah and you can't even see the equipment at the bottom of them wow like and if it's just you look in the open... top it's just a big open pit that's crazy. Yeah. So what happens is to get these the metals, they, they're extracted and then the raw materials are sent to China and then they're processed and sent then they're processed into individual metals and then sent to different factories all over the world and then they make the actual batteries. So it has a huge carbon footprint in terms of shipping. But what happened with this uh, these people, their um, place called uh, well, it's a government agency called um, Argon. Um, uh, National Laboratory, they're looking for new ways to recycle um, used lithium-ion batteries. And this is exactly what I was talking about last week because I was like, you know, you know, we have all these electric cars that are supposed to come out on the road and we don't have an actual solid way of, number of, one, recycling, and number two, making these batteries. Yeah, because a lot of them are just going to get thrown away right now or stored away. or Right. Like, I heard one of the things that they use them for is to store energy in, like, houses. Like, they use them, like, backup. Like, you would use a backup generator, but you have, like, a backup battery. Yeah, and they're using them to store energy in terms of, like, uh, solar power and wind power and and that kind of thing. So, there there is that aspect of using these batteries all over again. But what this... There's a company called... Where is it in my notes? Uh... Hold on. Ascend Elements. And they are out of Massachusetts. And they figured out how to actually break down these batteries. And they take it, they take the batteries and they put them into a big grinder. And then it, um, uh, then a big grinder and then it gets, shreds everything up. And then it goes through a process of getting this, it's almost like dirt. And then they use uh, a lot of, um, um, like Just chemicals, chemicals and acid baths, and to base essentially get the salts out, if you will. Yeah, it's a I was chemical chemical I was, reactions. I I'd been watching some people on YouTube um, extract gold out of computer equipment. Yes, and they I were kind of using too. they were kind of using the same method where they would like grind the stuff up. Yeah, and then they would use. Um, I believe it was like industrial strength vinegar, not like the stuff you can buy in the store, but there's like stuff with like stronger acidity. Yeah. And you have to wear gloves and everything with it because it can burn you. Right. And they were using that to basically, they would smash up all the plastic and stuff with the gold on it Mm -hmm. and they would pour that in and the gold would come off Mm -hmm. and float to the top. Right. I don't know what you do with the chemicals after that though. Well, no one it, ever talks about that. If it's vinegar, it can be diluted. Yeah, if, but it's like it's like 
almost like an acid. Yeah, it's well, that that's strong. What, that's what they were saying with this. It was a, it's called a hydrode to cathode process, and the black powder goes through a series of acid baths and reclaims nearly a hundred percent of the metals. And it takes about a week to process a batch, and there's almost no toxic waste. So it's so the acid can be used over and over again. Um, but the really cool thing about this is the results. These batteries that they're putting back together with this recycled material charge three to two to three times faster, lasts thirty percent longer. And has, um, and of course, has a 93% less carbon emission to do this battery recycling. So this is actually taking the metal out and making them into brand new batteries. And they actually, this company actually just signed a contract with Honda to use to supply new cathodes to them. Oh, that's cool. It's really, really cool. So someone's making a more efficient battery out of old batteries. Correct. So even though you're still going to have to Man, create new batteries. They beat us to the punch. I, darn it. <laughs> I know nothing about chemistry. <laughs> I practically failed chemistry. Okay, so let's take a really quick break, and then we're going to talk to Garth. He has an engine oil leak that he wants to talk about. Give us a call, 610-374-8800-888-401-0459, and we'll be right back. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we're going to talk to Garth. Hi, Garth. Hey, good evening, Ashley. Good evening, Tom. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? Good, good, good. What's up? Good. Hey, Tom, if I remember right, you said you worked at the Ford dealership? Mm-hmm. Okay. I got an O2 F-150 King Ranch with 5.4 in it. Mm-hmm. And you're leaking engine oil. Out of the right side the, head. I'm sorry? Out of the rear of the engine. Yeah, on the right on side. On the right coming side. Coming down over the starter. Yep. <laughs> what, Look are at you, that. what are you saying? Head gasket. Yep. It's yeah. a head gasket. Yeah. Up up on the... <clears throat> so, would, it be, would it be up on the top corner? So... Be, what, because I can't see... I can't find it coming out of the bottom corner. You, you're not going to see where it's coming out. Um, it's actually coming out between the gaskets. So yeah, the yeah way- but would it be would it be up on the top side of the head, up on the top of it, it's, rather than the bottom corner? It's like midway. It's like okay. it's like midway so it's like out up of the, in the gasket. Valley. Uh, like halfway. You you're right in the middle of the head on the back of the engine. They they all leak there. That's where um, they leak at. Yep. And what it is is it's pressurized engine oil coming out there. Yep. Because the engine oil feed comes up at the back of that head on that oh. side of the engine and okay. and feeds the timing chain tensioner up at the front of the engine through uh-huh. that passage and what happens over time is the it just kind of disintegrates the gasket material there between yeah. the metal layers of the head gasket and they all leak oil there eventually that's where they. That's where they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, cause I had it up. I had it in the shop at work, and I had it up on the lift. And I mean, you know, you, I can't. I can't see where it's coming from. Yeah, yeah. It, thinking, it, yeah, it come. They come right out of the the cylinder head gaskets on those. So yeah, that's a lot of a lot of what I had been told and everything and and stuff and uh, yeah. And, uh, back one when, other question. Back, um, back when those were new. Um, I'm going to say 99, 2000, they had a 
they had a scratch on the head and I did a lot of those years uh-huh. ago and they would they leaked from the factory right yeah away. I heard there was some kind of a what robot issue or something mm-hmm and they, yeah. they put a little scratch in them and they would they leaked and that's where I learned how to do engine work was those cars oh cool <laughs> did uh-huh. a lot of those could do those uh-huh. with my eyes closed oh yeah I well, did may, that many maybe of them. Maybe I need to get you to do mine. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, yay. All right, so now oh. while we're on that engine, uh, up in the front of mm-hmm. it, right in, our, in the valley underneath the alternator, mm-hmm. is coolant. Mm-hmm. What, what's your idea on that? There's a coolant tube that runs, that feeds the, uh, well, actually, it would be the return from the heater core. Okay. Is, is there and those pipes do rust out they're a metal pipe and they're actually attached to the uh the right side cylinder head so uh-huh. i would say um if you're doing going to do the cylinder head gasket also do that pipe because you're going to have to take it off and that's probably what's leaking coolant down into there that's most likely there too yep. okay and uh um oh, i just lost my train of thought i'm sorry but oh, happens all the time no, to me too. All right. So it's all right. Oh my. <laughs> but, oh, okay. What? What about? Um, what about? Um, I think it has like a hundred and almost one hundred ninety-five thousand on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about when you're doing all that? About um, uh, the timing chains and everything. Mm. I will tell you the timing chains are probably going to be okay yet. Um, the the uh, guides for them though, I would probably. I would probably say at that kind of mileage, the guides Throw are probably guides worn. Out. Yep, you're going to need new guides. And get new tensioners, too, right away. Guides and tensioners. Yep. And okay. and if you do want to make life easy, get new chains, too. But if yeah, they're probably yeah. not stretched. But they'll have the timing marks on them where you don't have to fight with them to yeah, figure out yeah. where to, to yeah, set it up. figure out where to set everything. Yeah. What what uh, what kind of a time uh, period uh, for that project like that am I looking mm, at? I don't know. You it's don't been know. A, it's been a yeah. while. It's yeah. It's yeah. been a while. That's all right. it, it don't matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm gonna say yeah. probably a day and a half, yeah. depending on what's being done. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that's my, that's my guess. Yeah. Is that is that if you I have was, a lift kinda, and stuff? I was kind of throwing two days no. at it. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking like two days. No, but that's I just think flat. you can do it two days on the on if you were to do it on the ground yourself. I think okay. it's doable in two days. You know, yeah. if you with basic mechanical knowledge. Yeah, yeah, that's not, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, they're not they're not terrible. They tell you that you need special tools, but as long as you have everything set up in place, um, nothing hey, yeah, and, nothing and make turns. Your, make your own marks or whatever mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you don't turn anything when you take it off and you make your own marks, you're you're gonna be okay. Yeah. 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 And uh, is there is there anything that you would say about um, buying gaskets? I mean, would would you look at um, maybe a certain specific brand of gasket or something? Um, not really. Uh, your regular gaskets that you're going to find either the ford one or the felpro one are going to be say felpro's yeah probably, you know probably pretty good one yeah they'll 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 be fine because they're going to give you the same multi-layer steel gasket like it had from the factory yeah. um that they're very solid uh you will need head bolts with that 
Um, yeah. You will need cylinder head bolts because they are a a stretch bolt. So yeah, they're, they're torque to yield. Yep. They're which torque. I think was the stupidest thing that was ever invented, but that's my opinion. <laughs> that, that's it's everywhere now. Yep. It's everywhere. Yeah, you can't get away from it no more. Nope. Everybody's nope. using them, and you take it apart, and you're putting new bolts in. Or if you don't, it comes apart again. It falls apart again. It falls apart by itself. Yeah. Yep. 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 So. But okay, well, I'll let you get on to other people. I yep. thank you so much. I just wanted to back up my uh, my thoughts and conclusions I've come to. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely uh, just pressurized oil coming out there, and it gets worse. I've seen them spraying out. So, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. They, that's they, not good. No, that's not good. That's, uh, you know, they get to that point where it just sprays oil out. It's, yeah, runs yeah. it right out of engine engine oil really quick. Yeah, and then it comes and and then it comes down right down on the exhaust there, the mm-hmm. pre-cut thing there. And see, I, I I own a truck. I don't drive it. My son-in-law, my uh, stepson drives it. I mean, mm-hmm. and I didn't know it had this oil leak. He told me he told me it needs a, you know oil change and stuff. And yeah, so I go to do it. And of course, when alone, I find this. <laughs> yeah, like it's covered everywhere. <laughs> yep, that's yeah. a problem. All right, cool. Thanks, Garth. All right, thank, thank you. you. Have a great evening. Thanks you too. So, um, <laughs> I was going to say, I, I did off the top of my head, I've probably, uh, I'm going to think I probably did two or 300 of those things over the years. <laughs> so you can do it in your sleep. Yeah. I, I, on all types of things from, from the town cars and the grand marquees and crown Vicks to the F one fifties and two fifties. And just, I, I used to have uh, cardboard with that I would pull the bolts out of the front cover and it, I had all the torque specs on them there so I didn't have to look them up, look them up I didn't time. have to look them up and I would just put everything right in a piece of cardboard and it would be kind of everything would just be in the the uh, same order I took it off so I didn't have to look anything up I had all the torque specs everything was right there and I would just I mean I could practically so got them to the point where I'd do them in my sleep don't smart no no, it was repetition. <laughs> oh, okay. Over and over. All right. Let's take a break, and then I want to go start going through this, my consumer reports. Oh, you got that got, consumer got like reports, the, yeah. your, your cars, your magazine. My magazine, my printed magazine. So, But if you want to talk about anything, give us a call, 610-374-8800-888-401-0459, and we'll be right back. We're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tom. See how fast I can get that out sometimes. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Ashley. <laughs> Snorted a little bit. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> anyway, we're here at 8.30 a.m. WEU. We are from King's Auto Repair. And we are taking your call. 610-374-8800-888-4010-459. But just, just last thing about these batteries that I was looking at. Um, uh, they, these, this company Ascend Elements, um, they're based up in Massachusetts in Worcester, but they are building a huge plant down in Georgia. So this is the, and they've gotten a lot of, hmm. um, investments and a lot of investors. I was going to say that's where the Ford and Volkswagen battery plant is. I believe, I believe that's in Georgia. Well, that kind of makes sense now, doesn't uh, it? That would be, that would make sense to kind of put them next to one another now, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. A lot hmm. less shipping. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it, this is a really wonderful news to hear about, um, you know, batteries and recycling and it. And it kind of, now that one, one company has figured it out, now everyone... If, Everyone's going to copy it. And it doesn't even have to be open technology. It's just like, oh salts it falls out you know find the because these metals don't necessarily have to be they don't what the guy described it as um if you're doing a custom battery like cathode mixture you can do a custom for any any manufacturer Mm -hmm. so that's what makes it a little bit more um uh, user-friendly and probably makes it charge better and last longer Uh. because they do a custom mix for instead of each manufacturer instead of being like here it is they're making a generic one and putting it out yeah square peg round hole kind of thing so Mm. so i i like i like that i'm i'm just kind of a little buoyed by that whole thing that you know we're actually going to have recycling now just why don't you just say it that you were really bummed that you didn't think of the idea or you did am, think about it, but you didn't okay. get it implemented in time. Here's the deal. I am not that smart, okay? There are people out there that are smarter than me, thank goodness, because <laughs> because that is their job to be smarter than me. And if I ever think that I'm the smartest person in the room, I'm not. So <laughs> <laughs> That's my goal is not, to not be the smartest person in the room. Always exactly. to never be the smartest person in the room. I always want to be learning. Uh, learning and learning. So I wanted to get into my Consumer Reports magazine that I was pretty stoked about getting. That Initially, I was kind of like, a printed magazine? Who reads these? Okay, apparently me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I still look at them. Yeah, I, I do I like too. to page through them. Yes. I, get a cu- I get a couple of them that are industry specific at the shop. And yeah. I page through them and see what, you know, who's um, writing about what and... Uh, B, C, D, E, F. I'm looking for the Ford Maverick because someone had asked us oh, about the Maverick. Oh, the Maverick. And I wanted to. That's F. F for Ford. Ford. That's A, B, C, F for D, e, Ford. F. What not did I M, say about? Not, not M for not Maverick. Not M for Maverick. Not M for Maverick. F for Ford. Okay, so I have my. You d- know, and that's crazy because they used to name everything with an F. They used to all start like Ford took that in the mid 2000s they, they changed over and they were going to name everything starting with the letter f and the mercury was going to be everything with an m with an m yeah but apparently that went out the window so they reviewed the ford maverick mm-hmm. and um price range $19,995 to $25,860 i guess fully equipped reliability is a i don't remember what these things are but um, satisfaction is a little green hour going up, so people seem to be happy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to read this verbatim out of Consumer Reports. The all-new 2022 Ford Maverick is the first-ever pickup truck c- to come standard as a hybrid. The base tra- powertrain is 191 horsepower, 2.5-liter, four-cylinder linked to a continuously variable transmission and front-wheel drive. So Ooh. it's a CVT trans mm-hmm. and front-wheel drive, so it is not all-wheel drive. Um, 34 miles to the gallon overall tests uh, of the related escape hybrid. So they're, this is, it's just oh. the same power plant as the escape. Okay. Okay. Uh, for more power, there is an available 250 horsepower, three or two liter turbo four cylinder with an eight speed automatic and a 4,000 pound tow capacity. It is available in front and all wheel drive. The small crew cab pickup is just a 4.5 foot bed. So it's, it'll, um, three trims plus what an is it? It'll it'll like whittle it'll it'll okay. <laughs> three trims plus an off-road package allow this truck to span from 
a thrifty basic truck to a powerful, well-equipped model. Okay, the Maverick comes in standard uh, with a... Are you trying to be, like, manly there or something? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, standard with FCW and AEB. Well, I don't know what those are. BC, BSW and RCTW and other systems are available. I don't know what those are. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know. Okay. But anyway, um, I, they got acron. They that that's the new thing. Everybody has different acron acronyms for everything. Yeah, it's all does the same stuff, but everyone has a different acronym. So trying okay. to learn them is like not you just need a glossary. And yeah, and they're gonna change them next year anyway. Yeah, because they're like, hey, I have that same one. I can't have the same acronym as that car company over there. Yeah. So so they. It, it has a good reliability score. It can be a fu- fuel efficient. Aside from anything else, you know, it's all, it it's not been out long enough, so we don't we don't really know the long term reliability yeah. on it. So, but it looks like the way the hybrid only comes in a front wheel drive, right? And the if you want an all wheel drive one, you're going to have to buy the one with the regular gas engine in, which isn't going to get as good a fuel mileage as the as the hybrid one. I wonder. If the hybrid would be the less expensive one, it would be okay. So because it you is. just have more components for the yep. twenty five thousand dollar one, okay. Well, yeah, and you don't have all the four wheel drive stuff. Oh, right, for right, the, right, 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 in right. there. Yeah. So and all that. Do they have the Hyundai uh, yeah. Santa Cruz in there? Yeah, I believe they did. it's I called. Actually hi- I highlighted that. Yeah. H. I got a H Hyundai Santa Cruz. Okay. Yeah, because that's kind of the same. Kind of the same setup as the Maverick, but it's a little odder looking, I well, would say. It's what the uh, it's, the Australians call a ute. Yeah, like a utility vehicle. Yeah. So, so so it's kind of about the same size as a Maverick. So it does have an overall score of 59. Just for the record, the highest score of any of these is not 100. It's like 89. Per, 89. 89. Not necessarily percent, just 89. So it does not have a good reliability um, score, but it does have high satisfaction res- score. Mm. The road test score is 77. I wonder why it's not reliable. I wonder what the reliability score. I don't know. I have to go is. back and look at the oh. big grid that they had, and I can do Maybe that. Maybe they had some recalls on them they because they are have. new. It is a new one. And you know what? I am not. I, I thought I thought that I wouldn't like this, but I actually think it's kind of cute. There's a, I've seen a couple of them out driving yeah. on the road. Yeah. I think it kind of looks like a... A Subaru Brat on steroids. Okay. Like a, but you know, kind of grown up Subaru Brat. Like a little wider, a little taller. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so based on this Tucson, the Santa Cruz melds small SUV and a pickup truck in one vehicle. The base engine is a rather strained 2.5 liter four cylinder, but up level models come with a powerful turbo four that makes this trucklet. A trucklet. (laughs) Trucklet. It's a trucklet. I love that word. I am so taking that. Okay. It's a trucklet. It's a trucklet. It's like a. Instead oh of gosh. calling it a mini truck, it's a trucklet. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, front and all-wheel drive versions are available. Santa Cruz lo- drives like a car and is responsive handling, a comfortable ride, and easy maneuverability. Rear visibility is hampered because of the small rear window and thick back pillars, which I can, you can, yeah, you can yeah, see that yep. as the C pillars there. Um, towing capacity, 5,000 pounds, payload of 1,400 pounds with both commendable figures. The tiny bed measures just over four feet long, but is a lackable, and, but it is a lackable underbed truck. So it doesn't have 
anything underneath there. Mm. So, um, but it, it has the FCW, AEW pedestrian cyclist detection standard. Okay, I don't really know what those are, but um, but it's they seem to they seem to be they seem to think it's okay. So, I mean, I I I I don't think I would spend my money on it, but I think they're cute. So that's kind of where I'm with that. Yeah, I, I thought I thought they were pretty neat because you're starting to see some of these smaller trucks come out. And I think it's because the small trucks of years ago have gotten larger. Like, yes. Uh, quite a bit. If, if you have got a little... Uh, the original, like, Datsun Love or the Pup or which... What was the Chevy The Chevy, Chevy Love and the, I think... It the was a Datsun, Datsun Pup. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, those things are tiny. Yeah, two people sat in them and they rubbed shoulders. You were practically touching shoulders, yeah. yeah. You touched shoulders and then your outside shoulder touched the uh, window. <laughs> touched the window. Yeah. But you were the, like sardines in a can. But they did that. Be, those came over here in the in the mid or early mid seventies because mm-hmm. of the oil embargo. Yep. And that's when that's when all of the oh gosh, you just oh yeah. sardines. <laughs> nope. Oh, well, um. <laughs> Nope. Um, they. Sorry. It's, I'm no, so distracted right now. Andy just is like, hey, look, I have a jar of sardines. <laughs> Random. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Ugh. My, mm, I digress. Like My a, mom like loves riding sardines. an old Chevy pup. Exactly. <laughs> Chevy love. My mom loves sardines, and she would eat, make a sardine sandwich and be like, Ashley, come here. <laughs> If she's listening, she knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Our garlic, sardine, and onion sandwich. Actually. <laughs> yep, she's listening. She's, she's listening. She just texted me. Um, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> we digress so much. You're so far off now. Oh, I don't even know where. I don't even. Know you how were to talking about. You were talking about. You were talking about the Hyundai. Yeah. And then you got into talking about how small these newer cars were because they got everybody made started making larger cars. Yeah. And I think you're going to start seeing the demand for these these smaller pickup trucks. Yeah. And these smaller cars again. Yeah. Because. There's the big elephant in the room, which is the gas price. Sure. Yeah. So you're going to, I mean, gas, everybody got used to paying $3 a gallon for gas. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, because the last time it did this thing was, what, 2006, 2007? Yeah. Is when it, and, you know, gas was low. Everybody was buying big vehicles. They didn't care about the gas. You know, it was, it was, I mean, I remember when it got up to two bucks a gallon. And I also remember when I was driving and, you know, I haven't been, I've been driving a little over 20 years and I rem- still remember paying 88 cents for a gallon of gas. I remember paying less than a dollar for diesel. And that's something too. I would get so excited if I could put $5 worth of diesel in my diesel car and get five gallons of gas. Well, we're not talking about how much I put in my, uh, my truck last night. Yeah. You did take it was a, a lot. Of that. Yeah, you know. It's it's not going to be forever. No, but it's an, an inevitable thing that's going to happen. The gas prices are going to go up. They're going to go down. They're going to go. It, it is you know. But, it is what it is. You know, a lot of people a lot of people owned big SUVs and big trucks back when the gas price skyrocketed the last time. Mm-hmm. And if you were looking for a truck but didn't want to pay the high price, well, <laughs> when the gas price went up, everybody sold their big trucks and bought small cars again. 
Yeah, so essentially pickup trucks are kind of Yeah, so if you're looking for a truck, they're probably going to go on sale, but these small ones are not going to probably go on sale (laughs) because people are still going to want to haul things and get good fuel mileage, and these little trucks are going to be the the ticket for it. And yes, you can't fit a full sheet of plywood in, but... You know, if you're going to put a full sheet of plywood in, usually you you can get a little trailer and put it behind it because yeah. they just said they tell the least 5, amount. The one with was four. Well, the smallest one was two, was that little hybrid one. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So you can still put a small trailer behind that and go to Lowe's, Home Depot, Ace Hardware and get, get, your, stuff. get your stuff and yeah. put it in a trailer and tow it behind that. Yeah. And it's still going to cost you less money than having a full-size pickup truck. Yeah, I mean, if you have a little trailer, that's, you know, less expensive than, you know, full-size pickup just because of, you know, you don't always have to drag the trailer around, you know. But with a pickup truck, you're always carrying that big bed around with you. So, um, okay, you ready for a break? Okay, Mm -hmm. let's take a break. Give us a call if you want to talk about car stuff, 610-374-8800-888-401-0459, and we'll be right back. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tom. And we're here on 830 AM WEU. We are from King's Auto Repair and we are Idle Talk. Um, and one more thing before we, Tommy has a, a, an, an odd, I have an odd story. A weird kind of news article. But we talk a lot about the Lucid and the Rivian. And I wanted, you know, we don't, I never really knew how much these things were going to cost. The Lucid Air come, is coming out. Um, starting they actually at... delivered a couple of them. Did they? And they recalled them already. Oops. Yeah. Oh. They delivered like five or ten of them. Okay. And all, all of them had a recall. Um, something with a fitting on the air suspension. Oh, okay. You could be driving down, well, not okay, because you could be driving down the road, the fitting would pop off, and the car would hit the ground. <laughs> Well, that sounds like a problem. Exactly. Well, okay, so just FYI, uh, if anyone is interested, they start at $77,400, and they go up to $169,000. That's probably for the super-duper 500-mile long-range ones. Um, so That's a lot of money. That's a lot of dough. Um, and then there, I wanted to look at the at the Rivian. You know, and Rivian has been in the news lately, and not because... Um, not for anything good because was it two three years ago they put pricing out on their on their vehicles and said they were going to cost this much they're going to cost x amount yeah so they went and uh they went and put out a thing a news article last week and said that they were going to have to raise the prices on them because of all the inflation and everything else going on Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know they're not going to be able to deliver them at the price they originally said and there was huge backlash over it. Well, if they're going to raise the price from seventy thousand to seven, the the range of seventy thousand to seventy seven thousand five hundred dollars, or the Rivian R one T from sixty seven thousand to seventy five thousand as the range, that's a that's a lot of dough. Yeah, I mean seventy thousand mm-hmm. dollars for a brand new car. I mean, uh, okay. Well, a lot of them aren't far off. No. Anymore. Okay. A lot of them are, um, you're seeing the prices of used cars go up. Uh, like I said, a couple couple weeks ago, I saw that article said the average new vehicle sold in the United States was $45,000. Wow. Yeah. It's up there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just not saying that that's a deterrent. I mean, but people are, there are early adopters 
of these vehicles that Mm -hmm. will buy them that will eventually bring the price down so it's all good stuff i mean but it has to start somewhere i mean i know back in the day vhs tape players were big bucks and now they're like 35 cents you know like whatever so all right we have jolie holding hello hello Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How are you? Oh, I'm doing well. We enjoy listening to you. My husband and I look forward to it every week. Oh, thank oh. you so much. Awesome. Yeah, we really do. We learn a lot and everything. He works on trucks at his shop and everything. He drives a triaxle. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, I made an appointment with you folks. Great. The 21st, and cool. you'll be picking up my uh, 2011 VW Tiguan. Okay. okay. Um, that so, will that would be me because I always okay. do the pickups. Okay. Well, that's what I thought. So, Ashley. <laughs> yes, ma'am. When you pick Tigger up. <laughs> If it's cold, you might want to dress warm. <laughs> One of the things I'm going to have addressed is um, even when I let the car warm up, it, uh, it'll it blow warm air for a little while, and okay. then it's cold. Oh. Uh-huh. And the same with, like, the air conditioning. Okay. You might get a cool breeze at first, and then it's nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah. A little so. bit of a mystery. That one's yes, different. Yes, it is. Cool. That would yeah, be fun. Yeah, so Tigger, Tigger needs a checkup Tigger. on that. Oh. You yeah. your Tiguan Tigger. That's hysterical. Oh, yeah. He's, I, I, love him. I had a laugh at the sardine thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> because my brother would come home when we were all living at home. Yet he came home after being out with the night with his friends. He loves sardines. He gets sardines out and he eat them. Yeah. And he'd lay the tin in the kitchen sink, thinking, oh, Mom wants to wash them out. Instead of, you know, him oh, thinking, sure. well, Mom you know, wants I'll to wash them wa- out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, so you come down to the kitchen in the morning, it was like this awful aroma. <laughs> <laughs> it was <Wow>. awful. <laughs> No thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. Don't don't try to. No, mom will do it for me. Yeah. 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 At least I put it in the sink. Yeah, I put it. <laughs> oh my God, I love oh. it. Yeah. yeah. The sardines—they always evoke some kind of memory, don't they? Oh yes, they do. Yes, they do. So I just wanted to give you a heads up. If cool. it's cold, just warm. I will. I appreciate the heads up, Julie. Okay. Thank you, All and right. I look forward to having Tigger there. Yes, All ma'am. Right. We'll we'll take good care of him. Oh, thank you. All right. Take care. See ya. Right. Yeah. She's funny. Yeah. Take her. I love uh, when people name their cars. I, you know, I got I got to say um our our original person that got us hooked up here with the radio show uh her car her car's name is Sparkles. Yeah, Sparkle and then the, her, oh, the other one has a name one. too. Yeah, I forget what the new one's name is, I want to say it's like Grace oh. or something. Yeah. Oh jeez, I wish I could. I think yeah, I think that's right. Is I think Grace? that's right. I think that's right. I have to so, ask her. It was it was, it was Sparkle. You know, yeah. I don't white, I don't have any of them named currently. I don't either. It's just I usually have a name for them. Well, but my my Fiesta is just the little car. So yeah. anyway, so let's hear about your this weird this so, weird article. I I. I uh, I follow a guy on YouTube that does a lot of. He's a lawyer, um, Lemon Law lawyer, but people send him news articles and he kind of dissects them on you know what happens, what's happening with the case, and because you get a lot of like legal jargon <clears throat> in there, and then he does puts it into terms that people can understand. Yeah, like he, everyday he people translates it, kind of like pe- what we're trying to do with cars. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know he translates it, so. A bunch of people sent him this story, and it was I. I thought this is really out there. It's really odd. So, 
And the headline reads, Family can sue Jeep because it failed to install available braking devices, Arizona court says. And what happened with this is there was a, a mom and daughter. They were getting off the highway. They were behind a bunch of other cars, so they were stopped on an exit ramp. Okay. And a person came around the corner on the ramp to get off and was probably speeding. Most likely. Or, and probably not paying attention mm-hmm. and ran into the back of this person's uh, Lexus and it killed their daughter in the back. Okay. And they are taking Jeep to court because the the Jeep in this, I think it was a 2014 or 2015, 14. 2014, could have been equipped with automatic emergency braking. But in 2014, that was an option. A $10,000 option. A $10,000 option to add to that vehicle. And basically, the court took a look at it, and a lower court said, no, you can't sue them because it was optional equipment. And it got up to Arizona Supreme Court, and they said, yes, this lawsuit should proceed, and put it back down to the lower court to make them take it to trial. So they're suing Jeep, not the actual driver or the insurance company. That is true. And they said part of this, and the guy that kind of dissected this, he goes, this is probably going to be like a multi-defendant lawsuit. And they're going to try to say that, uh, like, percentage-wise, Jeep is X amount percent at fault for this. Okay, 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 okay. Because they didn't equip that car from the factory with this equipment. Because it was an option, and this is why it, they died. So their argument should would be, if it's available to save lives, then it should always be installed and not be an option. That is their argument. Okay. <clears throat> so, which is kind of something that we've been we've been kind of watching. Not necessarily this, but with the self driving stuff that's going the, on. Yes. Yes. And it's kind of been a wild, wild west, and no one's been talking about calibrating this stuff. And a lot of the places that um, if you have a newer car that has this, like, some of this stuff on, some of this stuff's actually attached to the windshield. And if it's not recalibrated after the windshield's replaced, it can lead to stuff like this. Yeah. So if you have a newer car with this kind of stuff, just be aware that depending on how this court case plays out, you may end up being liable or that company may end up being uh, liable for not making sure that calibration's correct. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I I find that kind of frustrating. However, I I I understand that they want to, you know, they they I I want to know the 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 what why the why aside from suing the insurance company, you know. So, I think that'll be interesting to see that kind of happen you know and see how kind of how that works out but that's going to be that's a long long lawsuit that will be many many years so um then you know we'll see we'll see what happens so 
All righty then. That is our show mm-hmm. for tonight. Thank you so, so much for listening. Thank you so, so much for watching if you're on Facebook. Um, we appreciate you watching. We've got six viewers right now. Um, it is going to be That's a weird one more week- than five. Yes, thank you. It's going to be a weird weekend So, <laughs> in terms of weather. So please be careful while you're driving out there. Um, wear your seatbelts. Thank you. And good night. <laughs>